The following is a broadcast service of Kentucky Wesleyan College and WKWC 90.3 FM. Welcome to the Wesleyan Airway, a show where we get to meet with some very interesting people and talk about a plethora of wonderful projects. Today, I am humbled to have with me Ms. Andrea Denise, the Director of Equity Inclusion and Title IX Coordinator at Kentucky Wesleyan College. And Andrea, I was actually part of your hiring committee and I'm, and I'm so glad that you are here and it's been about a year and a half I believe um, so most people know who you are but go ahead and give us just a brief introduction once again for those who may have been living under a rock. Yes. So thank you for allowing me to be a part of this podcast. That's uh, super exciting and I'm excited to be here. As you said, I am the director of equity inclusion in Title IX and started here in 2021, January 2021. And so it's been uh, definitely a journey. I've enjoyed uh, getting to meet people, starting new programs, really being in a a season where I'm able to learn, uh, build connections with students as well as build community connections. And so that's a little bit about uh, what my time, my short time here, has been like in a, in a quick answer. Well, and you stepped into an office that was non-existent. We did not have a Title IX. We did not have the uh, a director of equity and inclusion at all. And so you've really crafted that office in in many ways to your vision. When, explain your first six months. Explain what you were thinking when you came in and how you went forward. And, and just as a, a caveat to everybody listening, you've done a wonderful job. So I'm, I'm not putting you on the, on the hot plate. I just want to know a little bit behind your thinking because you've done very well in the office. Yeah, thank you for, for that. I think when I took this position, it was an interesting time because COVID was was uh, COVID is still a thing, so I don't want to be insensitive. COVID was a really big thing. It was a very sensitive time in in our community, on our campus. Uh, We had a lot of different restrictions. And so knowing that and having to work through what that looked like, but also understanding that this was something new. This was an opportunity to really kind of start where we were and build that. The first six months for me was understanding where we are and how we've gotten here, but barely um, allowing myself to be optimistic about where we could go. So it was a lot of listening to people. It was a lot of um, understanding what are some needs in our athletics, understanding uh, we have some retention um, issues that we are trying to work through. Where where are those gaps? Really understanding what our underrepresented and marginalized student populations, what that looked like and um, trying to really listen and learn, but start, start small and build on those small things is what the first six months really looked like for me. I know you were behind the creation of the equity and inclusion space within the library. And what was your thought when you put that together and what type of programming comes out of that office now? Yeah, so the Ideal Lounge, uh, when we, that came from students kind of not having one particular place on campus. I'm, I'm not here a lot in the evening times. That I do try to go to some athletic events when I can, but I had happened to come back to campus one one night and I saw um, a group of students just sitting in the hallway uh, where the stairs are. And that's just kind of was their their place in the evening time. Mm-hmm. And so that is kind of what prompted conversations of, well, what what does the student journey look like typically when, when many of us are away after the five or six o'clock? time frame. And so that's what prompted some questions, but also having questions with um, our campus partners in campus ministry to address like some, some food, excuse me, food concerns, as well as some resource concerns. And so we knew that in that space, we wanted to provide um, a Panther resource closet for students who are, are 
that may need a little bit more. Uh, we wanted to provide a space that was comfortable for students to kind of stop by and grab a snack if they wanted to, as well as a place for us to be able to kind of be there without overly being in their business so that we can have conversations, we can check in um, and make it warm enough for them to kind of let their guard down to let us in in case they did need something. Well, that's wonderful. And that's, you're really talking about a couple of different spaces across campus. Now you're the office of equity inclusion within the library and, and the food pantry is, is in the act, the new activity center. So you've been a, really a part of both of those. So as you look back over, I guess, close to 18 months, what do you see as one of the most hopeful signs? I think I'm, I'm most hopeful about where we are going. I think I'm most hopeful about knowing that we are building relationships in the community. I think I, it's important to me that we are not just a school in Davisy County and Owensboro. I, I need for people in the Owensboro space to to know what we are doing and to be able to lean on us and understand that we, we are a resource. Not only are we a resource as KWC, but what about all these other amazing things that we're doing here and, and you and to envision themselves here. So that's mm-hmm. one, but also hopeful for new things that are coming down the pipeline. And so this year, one big project of mine is our, our cultural immersion trips that we're, we're excited to take students on. And so we have a small one planned for the fall semester, but we have a larger one planned for the spring. And so um, it, I'm hopeful for every every academic year to, to add one more thing. And it, it might be one small thing, but those one small things really do add up to enhance the student experience here. Well, that's that's great. And I like when you say you don't want to just be a college in Owensboro. I've been spouting that mantra for since my arrival that we want to be a college for Owensboro. And what you're suggesting, what you are suggesting is really going along that pathway that we are a resource. We're, we're not just here by ourselves. We're, we are a resource for the local community. And, and that is is very strong. Now, I asked you, what, what you for what you are most hopeful. So on the flip side of that, where does the college need to do its most work? And that may not mm-hmm. be an easy one to answer, but... I, I did want to put that in front of you. I think there there are several opportunities and advantages for us to do better. I, I stress the doing better and building relationships with our students. I think some 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 resources and some beacons of light on our campus are great with that. Uh, and students know that. They know that they're going to be the the familiar face. They're going to be the warm conversations. Are the safer zones? Yes, I'm sure. And, and all of that. There's accountability. There are so many opportunities to really enhance that. I, I hear too often from from our, our, our Panther students that they don't have relationships or they want relationships in different spaces across campus. And so um, that's one area. I think that we can continue to grow in our diversity, equity, inclusion initiatives and the things that we're doing across the board because um, there's always an opportunity to do better. We could continue to build our resources so that we could have more resources to do more things as well. So really relationships, fostering mm-hmm. connections, enhancing our re- our resources to to enhance those connections and relationships that we have fostered. And, and in my hopes, in doing those things, we make the student student experience here better. And, and I like that. I, last year, we asked the students what would make their time on campus better? And they got back, we were mainly focusing on capital projects. They got back with furniture and lighting and enhancements and a couple of renovations. And we were able to do those. And I hope the message I got across was we do listen very carefully to the students. So you mentioned students would like better connectivity across campus. Have we really gone out and asked them, where would you like that better connectivity and how can they help us help them get that accomplished because I live on campus and I feel like I'm fairly immersed in the campus culture, 
but I'm also 55 and 18 to 22 year olds really don't want to be hanging around a uh, 55 year old. So uh, they don't want me walking around a residence hall. They don't want me, but I do walk around during the day and I talk to students. So when they talk about connectivity, what they're thinking of as connectivity and what we're thinking of as connectivity may be two disparate areas. And, And so do we know wanting to meet them where they are? Do we know what type of connectivity they're, they're seeking? I don't know if we, we all know, and I think uh, that speaks to to our ability across different departments um, to to connect a little bit better and have more conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think some of us may know. I think students are oftentimes pretty clear. Um, one thing I hear often is people don't speak. And, and I see it sometimes, too. Uh, some people, um, yourself included, are very good about making sure when we're walking through places where we know students are going to be, hi, how are you? How's your day going? Um, and students look for your face because they're familiar with that. But we have other people who are so used to completing the day, used to completing the task, going from one thing to the next, that they don't have that opportunity or haven't had an opportunity to create the opportunity to stop and make those meaningful tap-ins, even if it's just one or two, those one or two really do matter. And so um, students have expressed that. It's just a matter of, are we really listening? And that's great. And I I wonder if we can find a way to communicate that better to the faculty and the staff. And I think most of our faculty and staff would be very open to hearing it. And, and, And some are shy, much like students. You have shy students, you have shy faculty and staff, but you're right. And to me, a warm hello, and I'm always willing to initiate it. I don't wait for somebody to say hello to me because they may be having a bad day. Even if I'm having a bad day, I just say hello to somebody because if they say hello back, I feel so much better. But not everybody's willing to take that first oral step to say that. Uh, So I think it would be great if we could market better to our faculty and staff the importance of that. And then I'd love to help in that area. And and I think that's what uh, a lot of what you've done in the last 18 months has sort of brought to light just little things that we can do to make everybody feel a little bit more like this is truly their home. I agree. I completely agree. So what other projects on what other projects have you been working? Yeah. So we've really been working to foster connections with um, the Girls Inc. program through our WISE mentorship program. And, and, with- and what exactly is a Girls Inc. for for our listener. Yes. So Girls Inc. is Girls Incorporated. They are um, a local community resource for um, young at risk is not necessarily the term that I want to label with our, our beautiful minds of Girls Inc. But they these are young uh, women from maybe six to seventeen who need a little support. Who need a little support? Um, they probably come from a more uh, lower income families, maybe single parent households. Uh, they probably possibly could be. Um, friends that are part of the system or have unique uh, living environments at mm-hmm. home that that need more resources, mm-hmm. need more leadership, need more um, um, esteem and uh, enrichment in different areas of your life. And so Girls Inc. provides that. Girls Inc. provides our school resources. Girls Inc. provides personal self-development resources. They focus a lot on STEM. They focus a lot on um, everyday life skills. And so over the summer, we, we at my office started working with them to, to build that relationship so that we can come in and uh, bring students and we already work KWC does to uh, send students through student worker um, opportunities mm-hmm. to Girls Inc. But it, we, we wanted to continue to build on that. And so that was one new project that we are continuing to work on. Uh, we will be going back this year, um, this semester, excuse me, to, to do a project with them. Same with our Neblet Center. Now, the Neblet Center, 
still fostering uh, life skills, leadership mm-hmm. skills. These are typically young men that come from more challenging uh, backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, they might not necessarily be learning STEM per se or cooking skills per se, but they are definitely young kiddos that need um, different supports. And so the MELS program, as well as uh, students that are more active on campus, we are building that pathway to start working with them as well. And so they originally asked for some tutors, but then have asked um, if there are a few students that would like to come and hang out, maybe play basketball with students and, and start building those conversations and relationships. Sounds like a big brother, big sister. Yeah style program and how many of our students are uh, participating within that program um so i would say about with girls inc it kind of fluctuates um because we've only done like two projects and they just uh asked for us to come back this week and so about 10 girls and then with um our friends at the neblet center this is actually an ongoing project Mm -hmm. and so we haven't had our first event but i'm looking for about 15 guys probably to go um and when we have our bowling we're not for sure how many kiddos are going to come and join us, but we're hoping for maybe five or six kiddos to join That'd us. That'd be great. And and I think our students enjoy it because they get to a chance to sort of give back. And we have a lot of first-generation students, and, and many of them have grown up in less than ideal conditions, and, and they've blossomed so well here as young adults. And I think for them to have the opportunity to see somebody else and, and to help that young person know that there can be a, an extremely bright future is, is just amazing. So, well, that's wonderful. Our time has flown by. We, we are already at, at the outer limit. As my guest, I would love to give you the opportunity to give the, the, the last message to our listener. Yes, um, thank you for that. So with my last message, I would want everyone listening to know that they matter and that um, we are so thankful that they are a part of our Wesleyan community Um, and get involved on campus. Stop by my office, stop by any office on campus and say hello because we would love to have um, a conversation with you. Love to have you here. Be good to each other and especially stay good to yourself. And until next time, thank you. The proceeding was a broadcast service of Kentucky Wesleyan College and WKWC. Cannot be reproduced, rebroadcast, or recorded without written permission by the show's host, WKWC or Kentucky Wesleyan College.